Hi friends, Alex here, and I am your host for the You Might As Well podcast. I am a recovering perfectionist and registered nurse pushing 30 who's simply taking the twists and turns of life one nap at a time. I'm here to document the highs, the lows, and everything in between as authentically as possible. Are you looking for a type A bestie to talk shit with? Or maybe you need to hear from someone who's on their own journey so you can realize we're more alike than you think. If that sounds like you, then you might as well keep listening because every Wednesday I'm bringing you relatable ass content. So grab your iced white mocha or your $3 Trader Joe's bottle of Merlot and let's fucking go. Good day, beautiful people. Welcome back and happy Wednesday to you all. Thank you a million for clicking play on today's episode and choosing to spend your time and energy with me. I hope everyone is doing swell this week, but in the event that you're not, I want to be here for you. So shoot me a quick DM on my Insta and tell me how I can pray for you today. I would love to give you just a little extra support and love to get through the rest of the week. I will also encourage anyone who's listening today to do this next exercise with me. If you're new here, I like to start each episode with some gratitude and affirmation practice, not only to position myself in a great way for the day and for the episode, but also to give you guys, my listeners, the space to be able to pause the episode and do the same if you haven't done so already. Starting our days with gratitude is great for having a more positive and healthy mindset for the day and saying affirmations to yourself that actually speak over what you need in your life currently is a powerful way of tricking your brain into already believing what you're trying to accomplish so that, again, we can be more positive and kind towards ourselves and others, especially when we are not feeling positive. (laughs) So today I'm grateful for the Disney trip that my husband and I just came back from. If you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, I spoke on trying to be more present and mindful while on vacation so that I'm not just hyper fixating on plans or feeling like the trip came and went so fast that I didn't even have the time to really enjoy it. I was able to put some of those action steps to work this past weekend and it actually really helped and I finally feel like I'm on the right track towards enjoying the present moment and kind of like shutting off my productivity brain while I'm away. I'm also grateful for coming home. I think a lot of us can relate to the fact that while your vacation is awesome and traveling is the best, there is nothing quite like coming home to your shower and your bed and your pillows, especially when you've taken the time to like curate your space to be exactly what you need a home to feel like. Lastly, I'm grateful for Olipop. (laughs) This is kind of a superficial like whatever one, but I recently started buying Olipops and drinking them in place of wine, for example, and it's been really helpful in decreasing my alcohol intake. My favorite flavors so far are the strawberry vanilla and the tropical punch, I think it's called. As for my affirmation, I'm really just repeating my monthly affirmation this week and probably for the rest of the month, if I'm being honest. I already mentioned why it's so powerful for me in the season that I'm in. So if you haven't heard last week's episode, I recommend going back and listening for that if you're interested to know why. But my affirmation this month is, I am doing the best that I can. I forgive myself and I set myself free from overwhelming burden. And actually this morning I wrote, 
kind of like a twist on that. Like I wrote, I forgive myself for not being perfect. Like I'm trying to be really specific with what I feel I'm upset over. I don't, I don't want you to misconstrue what I'm saying here. Like I don't sit there on my couch and like beat myself up because I'm not perfect. Like I know that perfection is a unattainable B. I wouldn't want it because that would make the world dull, but it's more like I subconsciously expect perfection in the minute day to day. And so when that doesn't happen, I beat myself up, but it's not like I'm telling myself it needs to be perfect. It's just like, I don't give myself a lot of grace. And so Yeah, that's my affirmation for this month, and we're repeating it on a daily basis until it sticks. (laughs) Before I get go any further, I do want to give a quick little shout out to a person who listens to this podcast and has recently started following me and just took some time out of her day to share my podcast on her Instagram and also write some really kind words to me um, over on Instagram. And I want to shout her out because... I have mentioned this on the podcast before. It is really, really hard to do something new and not get instant gratification and keep doing that new thing. So for me, it is this podcast. Like, I'm trying so hard to keep up with it because I know, like, I have my, I have on my notes app a list of literally comments that people have said to me that my podcast has helped them or they really feel less alone or, you know, they just enjoy listening to me. And that feels so, so good. But when I'm actually sitting down to record or to edit or to do any of the work, it can, like, it's very easy to let my negative mindset overtake the actions that I need to take to continue the podcast. And like, I have to actively, that's why I have it in my notes app, I have to actively go back and read these comments so that I'm like, motivated to keep going. And so this was just kind of one that I got this week, and it just meant so, so much to me. Her name is Janice, and she shared that she loves hearing from people bravely pivoting when things don't feel aligned, and that she loves hearing others talk through mindset and goals. And she also said she was proud of me for taking big steps to share my message with others, and she was cheering me on. And that felt unbelievable. I can't even express in words how grateful I was for her kindness. So I just wanted to shout her out real quick and say thank you, Janice, for taking the time out of your day. And I think I will start shouting you guys out more often now if you leave me a review or take time out of your day to tell me that you're listening or that you appreciate any episodes because it really does make a difference for me. And I just want you to know like how grateful I am for that. So yeah. So today I'm speaking on the latest and greatest social media app to hit the grapevine, and it's called Lemon 8. My first thought immediately upon seeing that there was another place for people to like and follow, etc., was great, just what we need, another social media app. (laughs) So then, of course, I downloaded it. (laughs) Curiosity will kill the cat at some point, but according to the App Store... It is a content sharing platform with a youthful community. So I guess old people aren't on it. It has a 4.8 out of 5 star rating already. And I actually just learned when researching for this episode that it was created by ByteDance, which if you guys don't know is TikTok's baby daddy, so to speak. And so I'm also wondering naturally if this basically is going to be like a TikTok replacement due to all the fights that they've been having with Congress regarding privacy laws. 
So that's interesting and good to note. When I downloaded it, I noticed the primary features it has are a following page and a for you page, which is similar to TikTok, but it kind of looks like Pinterest's home screen in that it seems to be more photo-based than video-based. I also noticed there's a limit to how many characters you can put in your bio, which is a nice change from the like 1,000 different things people typically put on their like Instagram bios. So this keeps it short and sweet. For posting, you have a lot of fun features you can use similar to Canva if you've ever used that, which is kind of a mix between a photo editing software and content creation platform, I would say. So you can add text and stickers on your photos, which the stickers are currently kind of limited as far as options, but I'm sure as the app grows, that will change. And lots of people are using these features to make their photos cutesy and artistic. So it's been fun to see how everyone's creative side is coming out. You can also like and comment on other people's posts and follow accounts that you want to view regularly, just like Instagram. When you first download the app, it asks you what your interests are. So like food, wellness, fashion, etc. And then it curates your For You page to show you posts based on your interests. So it's kind of like Pinterest in that way. And I will admit that in the past, I have used Pinterest when on a social media cleanse because it was the only app that didn't feel quote unquote toxic for me or for my mental health in that I could just use it to get ideas for like my home or inspiration for my outfits, but it didn't upset me or make me compare myself every time I open the app. I don't know that Lemonade will be the same for me in that regard because I already did find myself getting a bit overwhelmed by the creators that are already using the app, but I will explain more about that in a minute. I'll go ahead and list some of the pros and cons that I've already come up with after playing with the app over the weekend. Starting with the cons, not to be a negative Nancy, but I think it might be helpful in this case to end on a more positive note. So for cons, obviously it's another social media app. And with social media comes a subsequent decline in mental health and uptick in lack of confidence, imposter syndrome, you name the syndromes, (laughs) and the need to compare ourselves to others curated lives because the more we see curated lives the more we think that that's how our life needs to be speaking of curated another con i would say is that the second the influencers of insta found this new app they were all over it like white on jasmine rice and i found that my for you page was full of all this heavily curated content with the texts and the stickers and the doodles so Since that seems to be the vibe of this app, it does take a little bit longer to post than it would just posting a like photo dump on Instagram because it's easy to get caught up in adding decorative text in a cute like wavy format or some heart doodles in the corner. Like over the weekend, I was trying to create my first post and it was while we were in line for a ride at Disney so that I wasn't really taking up time from anything important or quality time per se. And by the time we got to the ride, I had finally finished. And Chris had said that he had already hated the app because just seeing how long it took me to post that photo was ridiculous in his opinion. So keep that in mind. Lastly, the influencers and full-time content creators are obviously going to try to use a new app to their advantage for growth and marketing, which is understandable. That's their business. But we're seeing a lot of the typical influencer posts that are usually the ones that make us second-guess ourselves or are just kind of annoying in general like to look at. So things like you know, and I'm using air quotes here, things not to post on Lemonade or how to grow followers on Lemonade. (laughs) 
insert roll I here. But that being said, I think there are a lot of cool things about the app. And just like anything else, if these pros outweigh the cons for you, then you might really enjoy this. Otherwise, don't download it. You might enjoy it more than Instagram, though. Some people are liking it more than Instagram from what I'm seeing. What I like about the app is the showcasing of everyone's legitimate creativity. It's kind of fun to see how people are using text over photos in different ways. Actually, to kind of just kind of sidetrack here, there was when I first got my dog, it was very popular at the time to like open a social media account for your dog and post as if you were the dog and say things like rough, like R-U-F-F or I don't know, pause. I don't know. In like punny ways, you know what I'm saying? So I had done that, but I had actually taken the photos that I was taking of my puppy at the time and put cute little stickers and text and doodles over it because I just thought that it made it cuter and like more unique. So that's kind of like the part of the app that I enjoy. That never really took off on Instagram, but (laughs) in a place like Lemonade, it would probably take off. (laughs) So it's kind of fun to see how people are using text over photos in different ways, using their favorite fonts to showcase their personalities and adding doodles. I've seen some people even start using apps like Procreate on the iPad to draw over themselves or add dimension to photos, like if it were a YouTube thumbnail. So that's really cool because I think it adds a layer of fun and really brings out the creative side in people. Another pro about this app is that it seems primarily caption-based. I am seeing a lot of people posting extra lengthy captions to introduce themselves. They're writing about mental health, wellness. They're writing about their goals. I think that that's something Instagram took away from us at one point in that we got more likes when the more like clever, short and sweet captions came up. It's nice to see everyone on this app conversing, and I've already posted a couple of things with pretty lengthy captions and have had comments where people are actually interacting and reading the full caption. And vice versa, I've read people's captions and commented back, and I think that's adding a sense of supportive community that maybe other apps don't really have right now. I saw someone at one point on an intro post say that Lemon 8 felt like a plug, P-L-O-G, like a picture blog. And I thought that was clever and also pretty accurate. Lastly, staying on the right side of the app, you will find it feels like a community of women supporting women, which I am always here for. I mentioned at one point that it feels like if the Eras Tour were an app, where my Swifties at, in that we can truly just be our authentic selves and wear what we want, post what we want, type what we want, and we are all like here for it, excited for it loving on each other for it. I haven't really seen any hateful comments at all, which is such a breath of fresh air. And oh, also, there aren't any ads yet. (laughs) I'm personally very influenced easily, and my wallet has not appreciated the ads at every corner of Instagram stories and posts, so it's been nice to not see those on the app just yet. But I don't want you to just take my word for it. I took to the social media streets yesterday to see what other people were saying about the new app as well. I will say I am seeing a lot of trending hashtags on this app, like hashtag normal people and hashtag unesthetic, which I love because I think it shows that people really want this app to be sort of a fresh start, so to speak. I think the majority of women on this app don't just want it to be another app. Like, we already have Insta and TikTok for the full-time content creators. I think people want this app 
to be the exception to social media and that hopefully it can remain like low key and a supportive, authentic community. But I also think it's a little naive to think it's going to stay that way. Like it's only natural to expect that a gain in popularity is going to bring more and more people, more brands, and thus the cycle continues. I also saw someone mention that in today's content creation world, it's so easy to copy paste what others are doing to be able to build your own brand and use that momentum to get more likes and more followers. And while I still think you can technically copy paste on this app, it is more geared for the true creative, like the artists, photographers, people who just enjoy handwriting or doodling in general. This app kind of forces people to use creativity first, I think, which is fun and a new take. All in all, I originally started out using this app and feeling like I mentioned before, kind of overwhelmed by the curated aspect of it and just seeing how many people were already finding the groove and learning to be unique in their posts. Naturally, that made me compare myself and think things like, oh, you know, now I have to learn what the trends are to be good at this or I'm already behind. No one's going to notice me unless I have a super cute aesthetic feed. But ultimately, I hope you really enjoyed that like California like surfer dude like accent. I can bring him back anytime for the record. But ultimately, as I kept searching for my kind of people and posted according to who I am at my core, I started finding real women that I could relate to with similar thought processes. And that was the catalyst that I needed to refocus my mindset on the positive community aspect and on being mindful of what I'm consuming. I think just like any of the other apps that we have today, it's going to take some practice I will kind of mention in another little side note that since scripting this episode or like preparing for this episode like I do, I haven't used it, the app, since then because I think I'm having kind of like a natural subconscious deterrent to the possibility that I might feel crappier about myself or my life just from opening the app. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, I'm not really like magnetized toward the app just yet. Like I would probably have to be really bored at this point and like done scrolling through TikTok and Instagram to like actually open on it and consume anything on there. But if you stay on the right side of it, meaning the side that doesn't make you feel shitty about yourself, but rather inspires you to be better or love on yourself and love on others, then you're going to be fine. Like I said, we just have to be mindful here of the content we're consuming One thing I did think of when realizing how much I started using the app this weekend was that I might start implementing a time limit on my social media use in general. There are so many apps out there and it's way too easy to just pick up my phone and doom scroll for many hours without realizing it. So I think setting a time limit per day or per week for me to create and then separately consume on any app will be beneficial for me long term but I have not yet implemented that. (laughs) Like I said, I haven't used the app since. I'm still fighting some comparative feelings and imposter syndrome when I use it and when I open it. But I am hopeful that maybe this will become more of a fun creative outlet for me as long as I'm able to maintain the appropriate mindset. Because like I have mentioned before, your mindset is literally everything. And you already know, if it starts to be anything but that, I'm just going to delete it and immediately not 
think about it again until I'm in a better headspace to receive it or just indefinitely. It may not be for me and that's okay. Anyways, that's all I have for you guys today. If you found this episode helpful or interesting at all, it would mean absolutely everything to me if you could take some time out of your day to write me a little review on Apple Podcasts. I'm learning that reviews actually help the show succeed. So if you want to hear more, that is a surefire way to make sure I'm able to keep this going. If you end up deciding to download Lemon E, connect with me while I'm still on there for the time being. I'm just there with my name, Alex Robina, so I'm pretty easy to find. Until then, I will talk to you guys next Wednesday and hope you have an awesome, restful, and productive week. I love you all. Stay safe, friends. Mwah. Hey, wow. So you're still here. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sticking around. I hope you liked that episode. If you did, do me a favor and leave me a review wherever you're listening so that I know I'm not talking to myself. I hope you guys have an amazing day, an amazing week, and I will talk to you next time. Bye!